Hello and welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max Belmonte and we are without Sam today because he is on set. That's a decent excuse. We'll let him have a pass this week. Uh, I can't believe it's it's year three of the podcast, episode 62. I can't believe we've made it. It feels like, it does feel like three years. <laughs> but I hope you've enjoyed the journey, all the tips and tricks, the interviews, uh, fun and games that we've had along the way. Uh, I hope you've learnt as much, if not hopefully more, than what Sam and I have. Um, it's easier and certainly cheaper to learn from our mistakes anyway. Um and uh, kicking off the year in style, it's been busy for for us in Sydney uh, last year. I know I had my busiest year out of the three years I've been back into the acting world from corporate life. Um, lots of corporate jobs uh, on air in a television commercial and uh, some scripted drama as well. So it, it was a really productive year of keeping work fit on the acting front. While voiceovers are well in, in, increased with the pandemic, uh, it's meant that there's lots of companies going to working remotely, and they need more e-learning, induction videos, um, webinars, all that sort of crazy stuff to make corporates look good. And uh, kicking off the year busy, uh, I had to push back on a job actually that was falling between New Year's and Christmas Day. So that 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 weirdly sort of time we expect everyone to just be. Um, spending time alone, home, alone, good God, spending time with family and friends and enjoying Christmas and a bit of a break. But um, no, it was, uh, it was trying to, they were trying to book me in with the job on a soundstage in Sydney and I just, I couldn't make it. So they pushed it back till next week and uh, another job tomorrow on set, which should be fun, corporate job. And interestingly too, um, some, nothing's changed when it comes to filtering online jobs. I know I had one come through on the right fit because I'm on I'm on Star now in Australia, which which I've got a lot of work from actually. It's been quite nice to me, and the right fit as well. They're different in, in a couple of respects. Star now just there's a whole lot of shit, whole lot of free stuff, some paid work, and you really have to filter. You, I've I've filtered it already to be only showing me paid work. And within that, there's probably one in 10 that I would apply for. And then the right fit is kind of filtered quite well. So by the time I bring up what's right for me, I'm probably applying for maybe one in five. Um, And I'm only be going for a a couple of months on the right fit, but it's already given me a couple of jobs, so I can't complain. And the third job came up, this opportunity came up uh, last week for a sports shoot and being as uncoordinated as I am running around, you know, throwing balls and catching that sort of stuff, I thought, well, hey, you know, my friends would say, don't do it, Max, just don't. <laughs> but of course, every actor would say, yeah, I'm great at that. I can catch with my left and right hands, no dramas, amazing. And uh, so of course I said, yeah, I'm in it. Anyway, they came back and said, look, our sample size for the shoe, so it's obviously for a sporting shoe, is 10, which is three sizes smaller than my so that's already adding to my uh, uncoordination. I'm thinking, okay, well, I've, I've fit into a size 10 before. I was on a dressed as a construction worker for some drama. Uh, and yeah, it hurt because those shoes still cap rigid sides like there's no give. But if I can fit into those, um, I could fit into some sneakers. So I'm like, yeah, no dramas. Then they said, uh, they came back and said, look, um, Thanks for letting us know what your rate is. Um, 
great that you can fit in the shoe, but in relation to the shoe size, we're going to do some, some, there'll be some video elements to the shoot. So are you okay running and jumping and stuff in that size? Like, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> this has gone from in-store point of sale sort of stuff to, you know, posters and that and a bit of online to video elements. I'm like, my first line, okay, yep, that's fine. I can do that. But when you say video elements, are you talking about a television commercial or are you talking about um, some movement, some video elements for online, for social media? Which is fine. That wouldn't increase my rate. But if it's a television commercial, that's a whole other job. <laughs> it's like, hang on. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, surely they're not trying to get people in on a reduced, um, you know, rate for a, for a sports shoot. And then taking video footage at the day and using that as a television commercial within the same rate. I can't be doing that, <laughs> surely. So they came back and said, oh yeah, it's for a TVC. I'm like, whoa, hang on. And, and they, they knew why I was asking. So it's for a TVC. Can you let us know your rate? <laughs> nice try. So I said, uh, I said, here's my rate as confirmed for, for usage of my fo- of photos of me in the sports shoot for 12 months, okay, which they were fine with before. And you've got to put an end date, right? Otherwise, they're using it forever. And here's my rate for television commercial. I mean, it's not, I'm not, it's not a speaking role or anything. It's me running around, you know, being fit and flexible, whatever, in their product. And, 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 um, and here's my rate for that for usage of three months. Expect him to come back and go, look, what about this price for six months or can we do 12 or can we discuss rollovers at a lower rate or no i'm out i'm done and i'm quite happy to walk away uh i missed the job um happy to walk away because for the amount of money that i had confirmed to date to to do uh in store you know point of sale and photos and and posters and things plus um a television commercial with no end date for that reduced fee, it's just like, no, forget about it. That's just taking the piss. And it's through um, an agency. I mean, they know better, right? But the trouble is they, they pitch this idea. Um, the business, the marketing department will confirm the budget for that idea. And it's generally these days, you know, like a 360 degree campaign, they call it, where you're going to be on outdoor posters, uh, point of sale in stores, Uh, social media campaigns to complement a television commercial. So it all sort of peppers at the same time. So they sort of get you everywhere, so to speak. And um, okay, this is not that. It's it's a bit of that. It's it's some online, some in-store and a television commercial. So it's not bad. We're doing all right. We're just missing outdoor. Who knows? Maybe they're going to do that too and not tell me. Um, But uh, that's what happens. And they confirm the fee and then they go into their pre-production phase and they show you know, the sketches of what the television commercial will look like, some proofs of what the, what the you know, what the posters could look like. And then they insert, you know, generic talent um, and say, here's what it's going to sort of, here's what the look and feel will be like. And we're on track. Yep, done. Moving forward. So they've already spent some money. And then it comes to the end of the line. We've actually got to shoot it. We've got everything approved, the concept, the script, and the script is not easy, right? Because although there might not be heaps of words, it's got to go through the committee. It's got to be in line with the brand. The marketing department's got to sign off. Um, and, um, you know, that generally takes a bit of time because it's, you know, script by committee. And then um, you end up with uh, um, getting a production crew together. And the agencies generally have either in-house or on, you know, on tap. They've got their go-tos 
and the practical will confirm the date and organize logistics like, you know, do we need a soundstage? Is it outdoor? We need to get permits, all this sort of stuff. So this is all happening. Money's being spent, right? We're going. And then at the end of the line, it's we've got to get talent. And this is why you get notified of an opportunity and it's generally we've got to cast it for tomorrow and audition cutoff is two days time and we're shooting next week. Because you're at the end of the line. And that's okay because that's, that's what happens. You, you can't cast talent before you know what the look and feel or the tone is going to be like. Fair enough. But the end of the line, budget-wise as well. So if it's a decent budget, chunky budget, you're going to go through agencies and agents and that, and it's, it's fine. But when you go through online platforms and agencies go through the right fit or star now, whatever it is, that's fine. That's okay. Generally, it's because they're saving, paying an agent commission. They're, they're you know undercutting a little bit. Um, and the rates aren't quite there. And I do know some agents who they look at Star Now and they'll pitch talent if they think they're going to fit and the rate's right. And that's why I can relax a little bit when it's through my agent because they've done, they know um, it's it's a job that's that's worthwhile, that's right. Um, <laughs> Fred's in the background wanting more attention. They know that, um, I, I know when it's coming from the agent, it's, it's, it's going to be okay. I don't have to filter it. I trust my agent. And uh, we work well together for three years. But um, I've obviously got to put in a bit more filter when it comes to me filtering stuff because there are so many opportunities where you you know the budget's limited at the end and they spend X amount and they've got to um, get everything they want for like eight hundred bucks Australian for you know a photo shoot four hour call which is also going to have some filming for a television commercial which is also going to you know and if I don't say okay twelve month end date who knows when they can use stuff till right. Uh, and and then they'll just start taking the piss and adding more and more and more. And you'll see yourself on all these posters and ads and blah, blah. And maybe they'll do it again. It's a successful campaign. They'll do it again the same time next year to get the same sales uplift that they had this year. As a sales guy, I respect that. That's what I would do. Finally, a marketing plan that resulted in a sales uplift. It's brilliant. It's great. Execution was fantastic. We had a sales lift. What are we going to do to beat that sales lift next year? Well, let's start with what we did last year. Um, but if you haven't put an end date, it's in perpetuity, it's forever. Well, you're going to see it again and again. And you're not going to get any benefit from it. And you're going to say, well, that 800 bucks wasn't worth it. <laughs> when you consider all this stuff. But there's talent out there that, that are happy to do it for that price. And they'll do it. And they don't realize that they're being taken advantage of in respect. And the agency knows better. But they've got only you know 10 cents left of the bank account at the end of the line to get talent. So, you know, at this stage, you know, don't do free work. Don't do contra stuff. It's all about the right job for me at the right time. Also remembering, you know, if it's a television commercial that's a low budget, it's going to reflect on you, right? They're not going to have all the elements there to make the ad look great, as great as a, as a big budget national campaign. So you've got to remember that too. At which stage in your career are you at? Do you want yourself represented in a certain light? Um, do you want a certain level of professional experience on set? Um, and, and you've got to ask these questions. It's great to be in that position where you can be a bit picky for your image as an actor and also, um, you know, to get the right work at the right time. Uh, obviously, not all of us can afford financially to be in that position, but when you can, um, it's important to consider. But even when you can't, like, just ask yourself, what are they getting out of me? Is it Right. Does it feel right? Does it pass the smell test? Is this, does this smell off? Um, are you going to turn up and then they're going to say, oh, by the way, we're also filming 
something for our internal company conference and we're also want you to do some voiceover work as well and as well and add and add and add and add and add and it's like well hang on a minute now you're just taking the piss um and there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking well will this be used for six months or 12 months because my rate will vary um and i've had times where a casting agent will say you know your great profile blah blah can you do this I'm like, yeah, I can, but my rate would be X, not what you've advertised. And they've responded and gone, yep, this is a quote. Yeah, I knew you were out of our budget range, um, but I thought I would try. Um, Thanks for letting us know. We'll keep you in mind, especially for future work. But um, unfortunately, the budget that we've got from the client just won't fit you at this stage. It's professional. They're not going to go, oh my God, let's blacklist this guy. He said no. It's, you're asking legitimate questions that any actor should ask, any agent will ask if they're worth their salt. They should ask, um, you know, how much are we getting paid? What, what's the job? Uh, even even like the hourly rate thing, okay? That like if you're if you're featured extra in it, you know, if you're not talking and you're sort of in the background a bit, okay, that could make sense for something. But like you've worked hard to build a profile. You're working hard to maintain that profile by... Um, you know, working on your social media strategy, going to photo shoots, spending money on your own headshots, um, you know, your, your website. You're, you're like you're doing your best you can. You, you're not gonna you're not gonna settle for for junk rates. You shouldn't settle for junk rates. Um, I don't have an hourly rate. I'll just be honest. I'll just put it out there. I don't have an hourly rate. Um, I know there's union advice in Australia for hourly rates. I just have a project rate. It's that simple. With my experience now, I can say for this corporate shoot, it's just an internal piece. It's for their induction. Um, this is this is going to be my rate for this based on the size of company, size of job, size of you know how long you're going to use it for. Um, you know, and you can say in perpetuity, okay? Because their corporate induction is going to change over time. They're not going to be able to use the same footage. But anyway, that aside, um, this is going to be my rate for this project. Uh, because interestingly too, I batted away another opportunity um, on voiceovers where they said, look, you know, we want you to to voiceover three different scripts for our app. Um, so it's going to be uh, in the app and also use online. Um, what's your rate? And I sent back a reasonable rate. Um, reasonable because, you know, they're, obviously they're going to save that to hire a studio. They don't have to hire an audio engineer. They don't have to hire... Uh, talent through an agent it, I, I can do all of that and I'll provide a reasonable fee for that that's certainly significant savings on on doing the, the, the you know the above but I, I they've just come straight back and go oh that's that much for 130 words it's too expensive so me wanting to walk away and say thank you very much but also educate a little bit um, yeah appreciate thanks for the feedback uh, I don't actually have a, a rate per word it's per project Um, but you know, thank you very much, Max signed off, walked away because, um, it depends on the project, like 130 words for an app, 130 words voicing over, um, a television commercial, 130 words, uh, for, uh, you know, overdubbing a video for a a corporate conference, hundred, like these are different rates. I'm not going to charge the same rate per word. I saw something advertised on Voices.com, you know, 92,000 words. Also, um, pronunciation in Spanish, 
And the, the audition script reflected that. You know, there's some big words in there, some, some, some words that are going to hook you. Uh, and uh, we want to check your pronunciation. And we also want to check your pronunciation of these, these names. So, um, decent script. I looked at it and then I looked at the rate. And look, it's a, it's a nice number, their, their number. But when you work it out per word, it was less than one cent per word. And this is important in this respect because 92,000 words, you've got to work out how many hours that's going to be. How many hours that's going to be of you not just recording it, but also you've got to edit your breaths out, and, you know, format it a bit, a few different takes here and there, etc. So you can't just record and send. And so that takes a bit of time, you know. So for, you know, one hour of finished audio might take you an hour and a half if, you're, if you know what you're doing to, to provide that. Uh, if not longer, so you've got to be able to to be able to work out, you know, per word, in some respects, like when it comes to long form. But it just you've got to use your gut and just understand that. Look, I'm not willing to sell out for less than a cent a word to do something that's going to take me a long time because of the pronunciation issues, and you know, and you just get a feel for some clients where the way they're positioning it and asking, you can tell later. I haven't done this a lot. So you're probably going to get lots of revisions coming back and forward, back and forward because the brief's not crystal clear because I don't write briefs all the time. That's something else to consider. So when I do have a voiceover project, it's here's the rate for this project. And that includes a couple of revisions. Um, in fact, being open and transparent, if, if any further revisions are needed in, a, in addition to those two, it'll be $25 per revision or whatever, you know, depending. Um, and, you know, that's how I roll. I'm open, I'm transparent. Uh, uh, everyone can see this is the rate for this amount of time for this project and it's working for me like the amount of work I, I, I've done last year you know I haven't changed my mindset but it's been great but <clears throat> you know kicking off this year I'm busy but I'm also banning away some of the bullshit so I encourage you to stand strong and if it doesn't pass a sniff test phone a friend <laughs> you know take your time so if it's on the phone like, listen um, uh, I just need to to, ha- to have a look at it and have a think about this um, I'll give you a call back in an hour. I'll give you a call back, you know, because the world moves pretty quick in our world, right? I'll give you a call back in 20 minutes. Um, do some Googling. Um, talk to people. Talk to your agent if you can. Get some advice. All right. I'll, I'll tell you what, this is turning into a bit of a pet peeve because I've kicked off with, <laughs> with um, the bullshit ads asking for you to work for nothing. Um, but now I'm going to kick off with another pet peeve. It's actors coming up to me going, what microphone do you use? I want to do voiceovers. What mic, what mic do you use? They're not saying, you know, look, I don't have radio or, or voiceover experience. Um, what skills do I need? Or what training do, 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 you, do you think I should, should do? Um, or do you know a good voice coach? It's always, it's always, um, oh, what mic do you use? And look, I, I tell them, this is what I use, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, and, you know, this is how I, well, how do you plug that into the computer? Well, I use an interface. Like, like, look, guys, it's not as simple as that. Do I come up and say, I want to be an actor? What script? Give me a script. I'll be an actor. It's not, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. There's so much more to it. You can't just plug in and play, okay? You're either going to end up on Fiverr um, auditioning the hell out of stuff and not getting much work. Or you're going to end up on a professional platform with professional voiceovers getting professional rates. Even better, you're going to be able to walk up to a voice agent um, and say, here's my body of work. Here's my website. Here's my professional uh, demos. Um, you know, have you got space for a voice like me? 
you know, you can't just buy a microphone and be that person. <laughs> it's not that easy. It's not that simple. Um, so if you're interested in voiceovers, that's great. And I know where they're coming from. It's like, look, I see what you're doing. You're an actor. You've diversified. You're doing voiceovers. That's great. I see lots of actors who can do voiceovers. That's fantastic. And there's money to be made in voiceovers. And just like acting, they see only the successes, not all the, all the steps that you've got to crawl through to, to get there. And it's like, well, I need to supplement my income. I can do that. That sounds like fun. I could do it from home. What mic do I need? Plug it in and let's go. It's just have a think about it. Um, there's a bit more to it. Um, so it's the start of 2021. Um, what's my plan? I'm starting to form, form a rough plan for the year, um, which is important. I think it's time for us all to take a check and go as actors like, what worked last year? What didn't work? What was fun? What wasn't fun? And and go, this year, here are some of my goals. For me, um, and it is a rough plan because, you know, the phone could ring and you go to an audition and your world changes. But uh, I, I, a couple of workshops. I want to lock in a couple of workshops this year. And I want to do something different to what I've done before. Uh, I only do two workshops a year. There's always plenty of people wanting to take your money as an actor, right? Come on. There's plenty of... There's, I think there's more acting coaches in Sydney than there are actual actors. I know I've said that before on this program. Um, I want to do a couple of workshops, I think probably with some established schools that have a decent reputation, short courses, because I can't look... You know, I'd love to dedicate three years to doing a, a degree in, in, in acting with top schools and, you know work really hard to go through that audition process and like to think that, you know, I'd be able to get there. But I can't, I can't not work for three years. I'm, I'm getting work um, and I'm, I'm enjoying work. I'm learning from my work and it's getting me more work. So I can't say no and step out of the industry for three years to dedicate myself, which I know that's the dedication it would take for me to really take a, 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 an acting degree, uh, college, you know, course seriously. Um, so look, I want to do a couple of workshops where I can go in and use some of the expertise in these schools, um, work hard in an environment where there's maybe six or seven other people only, and in a few days, in a few weeks, whatever it is, come out feeling better for it. So I want to do a couple of those. So my ears are up looking for opportunities for that. I don't like casting director workshops. I'm just going to say it. Uh, they've cropped up a lot. They were really kicking off two years ago. Now it's like they're all doing it. Look, I absolutely agree. Come and, you know, we, you know, there might be a, a twelve-month course for actors, and and you know, there's a there's a there's a there's an element of the course where a casting director comes in and provides some some wisdom from their perspective. Look, I think, you know, acting is a business, and any acting school should appreciate that, and any good actor should appreciate that. You know, you'd love to be able to dedicate your 100% of your time to your craft. and um, But it doesn't work that way. It's a business and you've got to be a, you know, a marketing manager sometimes, a financial coach other times. Um, you can't just be an actor who acts <laughs> anymore, even when you have a great agent, certainly as you're up and coming. But do casting director workshops, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they're paid to come in and advise, you know, the production team around and, you know, talk to the director about the tone of whatever the piece is they're, they're casting for and, and, and they've probably got some names already and, and depending on the budget and, and then, uh, you know, supporting cast, you know, what they're looking for and then go out and sort of reach out and cast for that. They're not going to go, oh, 
so-and-so in an acting course years ago fits a brief. I'll just go straight there. Um, it's, it's, it's more like, because I know some actors, some mates of mine who uh, keep paying for these courses and they're not cheap. Going, well, I want to be in front of this caster so that I remember me. It's like, well, shit, by the amount of courses alone that they do before even casting, the amount of faces they see, uh, the amount of faces they see in workshops, you know, I, I don't know. But uh, they're also going to be focused on the brief at hand um, and what fits, who fits the brief. And also in the workshops, they generally flow as they'll give you a few scripts. You come in and, and as, as an audition, you know, and they'll tell you what they think they, they, they wanted or what they wanted for that and what they wanted to see and, and as opposed to what you delivered. And I think they're great at saying that, but it's, they won't be able to tell you how to get there. They're not actors. They're not acting coaches. Um, they've got a job to do. It's quite specific and they do it well, one hopes. And, and, and um, look, you know, maybe that's controversial, but they'll, they, they'll see what you provide. They'll see what you've turned up with and what you've, what you've put forward as your scene and tell you what they want and what they, what other styles they could, they would have wanted. But as a casting director, like they, they can't really tell you how as you, as Max as, as an actor with 20 years of corporate experience, coming back to acting, plenty of corporate shoots, trying more for scripted drama. Look, I get where you're going with this. Here's what, what I would have liked to have seen as a, as a more of an option. And here's how you could have got there. If you'd have changed your mindset to this and, and, and uh, you know, like it, it's just, it's a whole different mindset. It's a whole different game. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for that. And I'll put that on the back burner totally. Um, if I win the lottery and I can pay for plenty of workshops in a year and I've got the time to do it, maybe, but no. The other thing I want to work on this year is British accent. It's been about US accent for quite some time, particularly for Australian actors. And even I know some actors in America going back to ADR to do uh, standard American over ADR. Uh, but look, and in Canada, obviously, and you know, but I think particularly how the world has shifted um, as, a, as, an, as a business, obviously, as I speak, LA's in another hard lockdown and production has stopped completely today uh, at the moment. Canada has had a, certainly a resurgence in, in, in American productions and Australia, we've got a lot of productions coming to Australia. Um, so obviously, and, and there's no patience for, oh, great guy for the role. I can absolutely see him playing this character. Oh, well, we'll, we'll spend some time working with him on polishing the accent. No way, they want you ready to go. You know, great if you've worked really hard to get the great accent, but that just puts you in the same place as Americans. Um, it's not a special gift. It's like it's a requirement. So I want to work on uh, not just maintaining, because obviously, you know, do a course, well done, get a voice coach, great, but you've got to maintain it. Uh, so maintaining the US, but also work on British. I mean, look, guys, it just gives you more options, right? You could get a call next week. Um and they require an accent. And I'd hate to be that person who says, oh, yes, but not really. <laughs> um, so 2021 is starting off strong. Um, it's starting off strong. I'm, I'm working tomorrow on a corporate shoot all about, uh, it's pretty straightforward, you know, me in a creative space with someone else. And, you know, it's all about how they can. So 2020, starting off strong, really excited. 
um, next episode, we're going to have an interview with a psychologist who's also an actor and obviously, as a result, specializes in um, psychology of actors and helping actors. So it'll be great to tap in and see, you know, what, what, are, what are actors coming to, to you with the most concerns about needing the help the most on? Um, why is that? And also, when is the right time to put your hand up and go, oh, my self-care strategy is out the window. I don't think I'm coping. Help. <laughs> when, when is that moment? Because it's easy to see when you're not in it. But when you're in it and you're not feeling 100%, it might not be as easy to say, okay, my coping isn't good. I might need some help now. So I'm looking forward to, to tapping his brain. And um, again, another way to help you guys. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you stay in touch. Uh, we've got those. And it's another way to help you guys as well. So make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on social media for more, more great engagement. And um, we'll look forward to talking with you next week. Bye.